Hey, it's Adam, the Backpack Theory Podcast, where we unpack past experiences to help define a better future. I know a lot of times whenever I'm doing these episodes, uh, you know, I really like trying to pick a topic and like unpack like very specific things and give you some statistics. And But today I just want to do something a little bit different. I just kind of want to talk to you guys from the heart because, you know, the subject matter is really anger. Uh, that's what I want to unpack. And I just want to talk through, you know, just some things that I've seen, uh, you know, in the past few years, that's just so sad and heartbreaking. Like last night, uh, I live in Oklahoma City and we had a, a shooting at a football field uh, during a high school football game. And I know at least one person died. And, uh, you know, I just look at situations like that it happens all the time. And I know it's really easy to blame other people and to blame circumstances or blame, you know, the gun manufacturers or blame the parent. Like, it's really easy to blame all these things, you know, for why this is happening or figure out, like, how can we control this better? Like, how can we make sure these things don't happen? And ultimately, I look at anger in our world today. And, you know, if we really unpack that and, like, un- uh, you know, we we really, like, dig into it, right? Like, where does anger come from? Like, I mean, I guess you could say some people are just born innately evil, right? Like you'd say some people are just angry all the time. They're just angry. But in my perspective, through talking to a lot of people that have anger issues and, you know, as you get to know them and as you show them like genuine love and you start kind of like peeling back those layers, that anger is rooted in something. Like that anger didn't just come from nowhere. That anger didn't just spark one day. Like some people, there are chemical imbalances and there are things that help whenever it comes to medication, whenever it comes to different like mental illnesses. And I can understand sometimes like people snap, but like if you just look at like the broad spectrum of people, anger is normally sourced from pain and that pain comes from some hurt in our lives. And I think that, uh, you know, we don't really listen to each other on a very deep level. Like, we're really good at hearing people, and we're really good at, like, acting like we have empathy towards a situation. And I feel like we're pretty good overall at becoming social media justice warriors and jumping on the bandwagon whenever, like, it most benefits us. But, like, how often do, like, we genuinely, like, look at an angry person or someone who's hurt us and you look at them instead of going, well, you're just a terrible person. Like, how many times do you look at them and go, oh, my gosh, like, how sad is it that that person feels like they have to show, like, all this pain up front and take it out on others because of, like, how hurt they are? Like, I look at anger and I look at, like, pain, right? And, like, if you've ever weeded a garden... All right, there's a couple different ways you can do it. Like, you can go get Roundup and then potentially get cancer. Just kidding. Just kidding. But in all seriousness, you can go get Roundup, you can spray everything, and it temporarily knocks out the issue, right, whenever it comes to some weeds. There's some stubborn weeds it doesn't work on, but for the most part, you can do that and just superficially, like, get rid of your weeds. But, like, what's in your garden? Like, how do you really deal with a weed? If you've ever, like, weeded, like, on a really hot day, It is not fun to do. And the crazy thing is a lot of times, whether it be in our life or in our actual physical garden, you see weeds start growing and in the back of your mind, you start going, "Uh uh-oh, 
Like something's growing in my garden that I need to deal with. I need to get to the root of it. Like I need to really figure this out. That way it doesn't spread. That way it doesn't grow, right? Because it can be something really, really small, just like a weed. It can start really, really small in one area. And the next thing you know, if you haven't handled it, if you haven't addressed it, it just starts growing like a wildfire. So as an example, like in your life, right? If you get hurt by someone, someone says something negative to you. If someone says something that really just rocks your soul and you don't deal with it, that can just start a little growth in your garden of life. And it's really easy just to go, well, I mean, it's just one weed. It's just one small root system. Like, what could it possibly do? Like, look at my entire garden. It's not a big deal. And the next thing you know, that weed has gotten a little bit bigger. There's another area of your life where something else happens. And again, you ignore it. Well, I've still got all this life. Like, it's okay. Like, I'll eventually address the issue. I'll eventually get to the root cause. And as that grows and grows, you know, we develop bitterness. We, de- we, we develop hardness. We, de- we, we develop this outer shell around us that just like just just spreads and spreads and hardens and like if you're weeding a garden the best way to do it is to get it done early before it spreads and get all the way to the root because if you don't just get to the root especially with certain weeds it'll just grow right back and the next thing you know you thought you took care of the problem but because you didn't really address the root cause it just spreads and it's really easy to like hand out medication. It's really easy to just drink past it. It's really easy to find escapes to just kind of like get through and limp through the day and, you know, do what's working for you right now. But you're just creating a ticking time bomb. And, you know, I look at parents and I look at like how much they have to work now, right? Just to supply, just just to provide a living. I look at technology. And I think technology is great, but I also think that it creates a lot of distractions to where whenever our kids are going through stuff, whenever people around us are going through stuff, we're so distracted by just staying busy that a lot of times we don't recognize that ticking time bomb. You know, you look at a lot of these kids that have been involved in these shootings, like these horrific incidents. And whenever you talk to the families and whenever you talk to the people around them, there's such common denominators. It was, well, they were a loner. They, they, they really isolated. They didn't have a lot of friends. Their, their outlets were really like interpersonal. Like people missed red flags. Kid, other kids picked on them because they were different. You know, their, their, their families were broken. And so therefore, whenever it came to actually like being involved in those children's lives, like there wasn't a lot of like real communication. And I don't know what the fix is, but I do know that it's heartbreaking. And I do know that we can kick the can down the road whenever it comes to anger and brokenness in our world. And we can look around and say, well, they've got to do something about it and they've got to do something about it, or this person's got to do something about it. But all of us, it starts with all of us. It starts with when you see someone going through something, have some empathy. Don't just look at their anger, their outbursts and just go, well, that's a red flag. I'm not going like, 
I'm not telling you to go fix people because you can't. People have to choose. But I can tell you that if someone comes to you and they're going through something, truly listen. Work in your own life. Like if you've got weeds that are growing, like get after it before it's too late, before you become a bitter person, before before your life unravels down this path of anger and just sadness that like you didn't expect. Like reach out to other people. Like get to that root cause. Because if you don't, like it's just going to get worse and it's just going to get worse and it's just going to get worse. You know, I was listening to, I don't know if you guys have heard this new, like, massive hit song um, by Oliver Anthony, but I heard it. It's called Rich Men North of Richmond, and it is so funny because I listened to the song, and it just struck me, and I even had, like, my own preconceived notion about the song, like, well, he probably is politically affiliated here, and I took my own beliefs and, like, tied it into it and, like, just kind of assumed that's what he was talking about, and I listened to an interview that he, it was just him talking to the phone, right, and he's talking about, like, why he wrote that song and who it was to, and he's like, dude, like, you know, you look at the, the, you, you look at one political party and they're going, yeah, he's doing it about this political party. And he's saying, you know, screw that political party. Like that's what he's doing. And then you look at the other one and they're just trying to discredit him however they can to make him look like a wash up. And like, they're literally using his words that were just written to provide unity and to like supply some substance. And they're just using his words as like this way to just turn more people against each other. And as you listen to him, like going through that video and just talking to the camera, like he's just like, dude, like he's, he's saying that message of like, we've just got to get together. Like we've got to unite. We got to stop letting all these little small differences, like tear us apart. You know, we got to stop letting anger and hate control our narrative of our lives. If someone is of a different political party of you and like, that's the first thing you hear. And then you just choose to shut them down because you're going to identify them as one large group. Like, how are you ever going to like, how are we ever going to break past those walls, those barriers? And like that, those little instances, like that creates bitterness. I'm not telling you you got to make them your best friend, but I'm telling you that if your first thought, whenever you hear someone bring up something that doesn't directly correlate with your picture, you're literally creating a little divide. You're literally creating a little blockade. And over time, those little blockades in your life, they do build up. And whether it comes out in anger, whether it comes out in depression, it can, it can rear its ugly head so many different ways. But, you know, I just look at this core issue whenever it comes to this sadness and this anger in our world today, and it just breaks my heart because, like, you know, we were meant to, like, unify, and we were meant to build each other up, and we were meant to get past these hardships through, you know, like, like, like figuring out a way to empathize with others and maybe see their perspective. It doesn't mean that you have to agree with it every time. It doesn't mean that you have to break your boundaries. It just means that you look at other people and their issues as hurt and you realize the fact that maybe their outburst and what they're showing you is because of something that happened in their life that they haven't let go of. Maybe it's a weed in their garden that they haven't gotten to the root yet. 
And I'm not telling you to go pick weeds out of other people's garden because it's not your job to do that. But it is your responsibility to maintain your own garden. And it is your responsibility to not just look at everybody through a lens of judgment. It is your responsibility to try and understand someone else's perspective and point of view, even if you don't agree with it. And I think the more that we look at ways to unify, and I think the more we look at ways to connect to others and just listen and be present, I think the more that anger is going to get diffused. I think the more that those outbursts are going to get diffused, the more that parents are like interactive, the more that families don't get torn apart by little differences that in the long term look so insignificant. You know, I mean, in my life, like for a long time, there were things that happened with my family that I held in my garden and I didn't allow me to connect with them. Last year, we found out that my mom has bone marrow cancer. And uh, that really like shook me to my core. We're, we're so blessed that for, you know, the last almost year we've had her, we're blessed that she's been able to interact with my daughter. Like we're, we're, we're blessed that we've had time with her, but it made me really it put things into perspective. Like why did I waste so many years avoiding spending time with her because of some little small indifferences that we had or things that I didn't understand? Why did I allow myself to let weeds grow in my garden that prohibited me from connecting with her, spending more time with her? Like why there's a lot of people in my life that I've cut out or I, I I've chosen to, you know, not empathize or look at their position or just look at them through a lens of love. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really, I'm really going to work on that. And I hope you do too. You know, this was, like I said, this was a from the heart episode. And if you got through the whole thing, thank you. Like really, like if you got through this thing, I know that you're someone that's looking to connect with others or you're someone that has that anger and if you're someone that has that anger and you have these explosions and after you do it, you start going, why did I do that? I talk to someone. Don't just let that anger build up. Don't just let that sadness sit in your heart. Go talk to someone. And if you feel like you're not being heard, you can always reach out to me. And I mean that 100%. If you're sitting there today and you're listening to this episode and you're like, man, I'm just going through so much. Shoot me a message. It just breaks my heart to just look at so much anger and pain in our world. Like, that's not what God created us for. Like, it's not what Jesus sent us for was to create more division. He didn't send, God didn't send Jesus to judge everybody. Like, he sent Jesus to love everybody. You don't have to agree with the sin. You don't have to love the sin, but you do have to love the person behind the sin. And when it's the hardest, it normally means the most to that person. So if there's someone on your heart today that you've got hardness towards, if there's a weed in your garden that you've known that you need to take care of, 
get down and dirty. Dig in that garden. Get to the root. Uproot it. Give yourself some more freedom. Allow some more grace to others. Build a better world. And I think if we all just do a little bit, just a little bit, just do our part just a little bit, I think that we could actually see a change. Thanks for tuning in today. I appreciate you. I love you. Thank you for taking your time to just hear this message. Till next time. God bless.